What up, Troy? It's your boy, Four Eyes. Ultra Beast United. Mud Knock Studios. This for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status. When health is wealth, you want that OG status. Grown men with grown man habits, then come on down. We talking OG status. What? OG status. Plush life, so you know we lavish. The wisest king will shine like diamond rings when it's time to put away childish things. My mind supreme, divine, refined, and clean, pristine, getting green like lima beans. When adults are talking, listen and witness from life and marriage into parenting and business. A podcast with entertainment, my favorite. We hold down the fort like Camp David. They made it for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status. When health is wealth, you want that OG status. Grown men with grown man habits, then come on down. We talking OG status. What? OG status. Plush life, so you know we lavish. Yo, yo, yo. This is Troy Nalls. I'm here with OG status. And today's episode is a good one because I got a good friend with me. It's my buddy and my production partner. Jonathan Mayberry. Let's give it up for Jonathan Mayberry. What's up, John? What you got going on, man? Hey, hey, hey. Everything is good today. I am happy to be here. Man, that intro is crazy. Cool, man. Well, look, man, I'm going to go right into it. We've been knowing each other for the better part of maybe 25 years, right? And we've probably been working together for probably, I don't know, five or seven of those, right? And so you just recently moved to Dallas. So tell me about your move to Dallas and, and, and why you did it and what you think about Dallas so far. I'm telling you, my move to Dallas has been wonderful. I'm telling you, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I did it because Austin people, I love Austin people. I love my people in Austin. Hey, up to Austin. But uh, it just seemed like it just wasn't flowing, just wasn't flowing right. Uh, financially, lovely-wise, people loving on you, wise, that was real good. But right. Financially and business-wise, uh, because knowing people it just it wasn't having fun so being here is awesome it's a different feeling ain't it it's i'm i'm telling you i like i said was telling you earlier about i'm even considering having my children move up here now you know that got to be a different feeling right because i want them to see something and feel the different it's a paradigm shift well also it's a beautiful city right and it's uh people love it it's a tech city it's in the middle of uh you know it's in the middle of um texas and Beautiful hills and stuff like that. But the reason I left, I left in 2005, so about 15 years ago. And the reason I left because there wasn't an, enough, there wasn't a large, vibrant black community. It seemed like the black community, especially the people from there, were kind of set in this uh, struggle. That's right. right. And then you had black people who moved in to work for Dell and all these tech companies, and they lived kind of separate. And so I didn't find much, you know, upper mobility in the black community. Then when I moved to Dallas. I seen people who were doing big things and I, I wanted to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And so I've been trying to get you to come up here for five or six years. What finally made you pull the trigger? <laughs> wow. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy trigger because uh, in the midst of, I had a pretty much book schedule, but in the midst of the COVID coming through, the schedule went down concerts from conferences, everything counseled, postponed. And so it would have been a crazy move to just pack up and come with nothing on the schedule. But on the other hand, it was one of the best moves ever with nothing on the schedule because it gave me the opportunity to move. Had some a uh, little bit of courage and some faith 
and here I am. And I and let me tell you something. I I don't regret it. I'm telling you, I I'm trying. I, listen, if I could, and this is honest, me honestly speaking, if I could just grab people from Austin that I know that I love more much, and I and I know that they're trying to get somewhere and do some things, I would say come to Dallas. Like you was trying to get me to come to Dallas, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you don't have to explain to me what it is because you making Austin, you making Dallas seem like a place I don't, I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? I've been here so long, maybe I don't understand. Like, just give me like one or two things. Uh, one or two things about what? About you know why Dallas has been so great for you, or why what you like about it? Because you know, I be hearing you say like regular stuff. I be just going to the park. That's, but for real, I mean, and 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 that's and that's it. It's uh, hearing that like. I don't know. It's it's just a whole paradigm shift. I'm saying, to me, Dallas is on ten. It's like in the people in Dallas are on ten, and I mean ten either way. If you meet somebody in Dallas and they're a bad ten, they are really a bad ten. If you meet somebody in Dallas and they're ten on good, they are really a good ten. Right. And so, and I mean, me just you know even going to gas stations, small stuff, even going to the park and seeing people interact, and and the highways are on twenty. You know, you driving, it's just it's it's crazy. But I I don't to me. It's more of an inside, I guess, an inside feeling and, and meeting people and seeing that even when it comes to our business, my company, you know, even I can see just talking to people, even like like you, Troy, just hanging around you and talking to you and just being around. It's like it's a whole paradigm shift. I mean, it's like a life. It's a whole new life to me that I can't even really explain. You see, man, I can't really explain. Well, when you talk about business, why don't you kind of tell the people who may not know what you do, exactly what you do and then how we work together? I do um, uh, video production, video production. Multimedia Maze is my company, and I've uh, been doing it for over, like, maybe 15 years, but real solid on paper for, like, eight years and being serious about it. And so you came along. I've been knowing you for over, like, 20 years, So, but you have always been an inspiration to me in helping me understand the business portion. I mean, in, and I know you talk, you probably talk to me a lot, and, and, you know, tell me things and, you know, check this out. Think this way. And it's like you never push anything on me. It's like, just think about this. It's like, you know, food, food, you know, thought and stuff like that. And you never say you need to do this. You need to do that. But and that's what actually brought me to Dallas, too. Uh, and you've always offered a hand for me to come to Dallas. And uh, and that was scary because I was like, just come up to Dallas so many times. Even when you had open doors for me, I wouldn't come. Even you say, this is, you know, you and your wife had a couple open doors for me and I didn't come. And, right. Um, and so to be here and do video production and can finally see, I'm telling you, can finally see and feel not only see when I when you hear me say see, I mean, in my spirit can finally feel that the ball is finally rolling after all of these years. So video production, everything from, you know, uh, big concerts to huge conferences uh, and now getting down to do things like starting into I never really liked doing music videos, but now kind of creeping out into the music video scene and then um, event overviews and things like that. So tell, explain what our work has been together. Our work has been mute. Actually, I'm going to tell you, you say our work. What I do with you is, is totally different. It's, to, it's totally different to me than any, um, any just working with somebody because when I work with you, it's video production. When you go out, you, you really direct. And even in that, we we're doing stuff like you're directing 
I'm setting up cameras and lights and doing all this stuff, getting everything, getting everything ready, which you make my work easy. That's why you say work with you. I'm like, man, I, I actually have fun with you because I really don't do nothing, but I'm doing something, you know, uh, and it's, it's almost as if like, OK, we go in and you let me be me. You let me be me. So we'll pick a spot, whatever the spot the client has for us. We'll go and uh, you get out and you go take and that's what I love. You get out and you go take out of business. You go get right business. I'm pulling out the equipment. I'm setting up the equipment. You don't come mess with me. You don't come poke at me. And it, and this is just me speaking. I didn't even talk to you about this stuff before. But you don't you don't you don't you don't poke at me. You don't uh even when I set stuff up, even if I set a camera up here or there, I mean and even the way even I ain't gonna say correction, but but directing me. Like you might say, like, okay, let's say I set a camera up on this angle, but then I set it up on the other camera up on one certain another angle that I think is a pretty good angle. And you don't just say, hey, man, why do you put that? Put this camera over. Put it like this, man. Do it like this. You'll come over and you'll just kind of move the camera, move, you know, make the, 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 the uh, get the angle that's the better angle. And then I'll look at it and I say, hmm, let's, let's leave it like that. You'd be like, let's, let's, let's take care of business. So let's shoot. But I love what we do because when we work together, because it's like you are you and I'm me. Right. But, but and then I've even seen times when you're the director, you're really running the show. But then if I have a suggestion, you'll listen to my suggestion. And I mean, and sometimes even change, we'll change the mode for that suggestion. Right. So working with you, I mean, to me, I don't see it as work, man. And then I don't have to edit, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's about to change because now I'm about to put the editing back on. you. No, but I, I enjoy I really enjoy working with you because you're, um, you know, there's a lot of people who operate cameras in this city. Right. And I like that you get the most out of what you have, right? And so you wake up thinking of solutions, right, to make sure that a project that we don't even have yet, like you'll call me, hey, man, I bought this piece and this is what I'm thinking, and then that piece will do this and this, this, and that gives me an idea to go out and sell it or talk to someone about how we're going to implement this solution. And so with you, I think the best thing is that you – take your craft serious right oh yeah and you also uh, are a servant in nature and you always want to make sure that the project's done right and you work hard like you work hard and so that's mm-hmm. that's what i appreciate but at the same time i want to talk a little bit about this kind of going on the same subject but different you know i've told you there was opportunity up here for three or four years I said, yes. maybe if yes. you get here we're gonna be a dangerous team that's right <laughs> but i had to let you see it right that's so true. What is it did you think? I know the COVID came and that was wonderful that you say, hey, look, I ain't got nothing going on. I might as well be where I want to be. But at the same time, what helped you make that decision? Or what do you think was holding you back for those first three or four years? Wow. Uh, great question. Great question. Um, I, I don't just trying to really figure out. I knew Dallas. I, I knew in me, like you saying, three or four years. I mean, and I knew way before then that Dallas was the spot for me. I knew that it was going to be good, for, good to me, but it, it takes us. It's funny because in things that, you know, our spirit is telling us to do, it takes us a little while to finally get that in us. And it took me, um, wow, creating a studio in Colleen. I created a studio, production studio, a full-fledged production studio in Colleen, Texas. Um, and thinking that was going to bring in the funds and do everything, you know, kind of have the business going. But God already had something for me here. So it's funny because I didn't even use that studio. I had this studio for like, I think, a year and a half. And I really didn't book that studio because nobody up in Colleen could really afford it. 
but in Dallas they could. Right. So here I am, you know, trying to hold on to something with my ideas. Right. When, you know, even Troy, you know, you had you had you had bigger ideas for me that I couldn't even see. Right. You know, and once the like I said, once the COVID came and then the doors just opened for real. When the doors open, 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 and I was a it I didn't even think I had time to really get scared or think that it wasn't going wasn't gonna go down. And then of course I already knew and I and, and I'm just really thinking about this too. Honestly, I already knew if I could get here through talking to you throughout the years, if I could get here, you would make some things happen. Right. And and that's and that's truly what's happening. Well, it's a couple of things. One, out of sight, out of mind, right? So like that's you would come in and we'd do these gigs and stuff, and then you would go back home to Kalina Austin and I didn't see you. Right. You went in the city. We, we weren't able to develop our relationship. That's right. Not, not that's only right. working, but off the gig. Right. And then not only that is like when people, you know, have a talent and they living inside their bubble, like you said, you had never left your hometown. One of the best things you could do is leave your hometown. That's right. Right. And the reason that is, that's like what I call the wilderness experience. You go out where don't nobody know you and you got to go, you know, home is kind of comfortable. That's right. You know, so sometimes you got to get up there and get out there, but you have to believe it for yourself, right? So you can pray, 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 and pray, right. but you're only going to pray up to the level of your understanding or what you right. believe in, right? And so when you step into that space where, you know, you make a decision, I call it the corridor principle. Mm-hmm. When you walk down the hallway, you stand at the end of the hallway, you can't see all the doors, right? Right? And so as you walk down, you'll see what doors are open. Wow. So when you took that step. Wow. You start finding doors. It was open. They've been yes. open the whole time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's real. It just did. But oh, we too scared to take that walk. And I guess, you know what? That's crazy because now and you're right. And so now that the door and, and you, I'm trying to put I'm trying to get what's inside of me out in, in, in words um, that court, that was a perfect example. Because you're right. When I looking down the corridor, I was like, eh, 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 and I feel it. But nah. But I'm telling you, walking down the corridor, then getting opening that door. And I guess that's the feeling and the energy that you hear from me now. Opening that door. Now I can see, you know, I can see. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, wow. Well, I, I, I congratulate you, man. I, I mm-hmm. really uh, am happy that you took that leap of faith because it was really the faith that people talk about having. But a lot of them don't have it. Man, man. You know, they look for certainty. Like, that's right. Ooh. Hey, if you can guarantee me this. No, man, we eat what we kill. That's right. That's but right. I tell you, you got tools and spears and different weapons. And I got these weapons. We can go out here and kill a whole bunch now. of food to eat and to <laughs> harvest that we can share amongst yeah. our people. You know what I'm saying? And people always want this little guaranteed thing. They say they got mustard seed faith. But really, they, they like, well, I, they need a backup plan. And when you said, hey, look, man, I'm out of here. That was when, you know, things start to materialize that's for right. you. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And if I want to sound a little spiritual, that's when you gave up and made it not your will. It worked. It worked. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Now, at the same time, people take that same move and they'll go say like somewhere like Los Angeles, right? They want to be an actor and they don't Talk make about it. about that. Right? Now, the ones who make it are going to give a powerful testimony. But <laughs> the eight out of 10 who don't make it, uh, they're going to suffer. And so I'm not telling people to take these big leaps of faith but, you know, you're three hours from home. So if, if nothing else, nothing else, you could turn around, even if your car break down, you could walk home in probably a week. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and, and listen, now you, you got me thinking about something. And, and it was on my, on my spirit not too long ago. It's like this. 
God know this faith we had and, and you know, he know how to get us to the water. If we want to go to the water, first he have to know that we want to go to the water. Right. So he'll find a way to get us to the water. Check this out. I was in Austin all that time, right? Well, I said, okay, your budget ain't going to jump up. Because remember when I was in Austin, you was trying to get me to come up here. You've been trying to get me to come up here for years. I said, okay, I need you to get to Dallas, but your faith will take you to Colleen. Right. <laughs> so let me get Halfway. you to, <laughs> let me get you to Colleen. So if you notice, I got to Colleen. Did anything work for me in Colleen? No. Right. No, 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 no. Nothing worked. It was just enough. Just enough. And then he said, okay, I got you in Colleen. Now, Troy kept talking, kept talking. Come on up here, man. I got this. Come on, let's do this. Trying to find a way, trying to find a way. I didn't come. And then finally, finally, God got me over in there. He got me over in there. And like I said, down that corridor. I'm close. I went from Austin to Colleen. Right. Walking down the corridor. And that's right. And then from Colleen, bam, to Dallas. Because I bet you what you found yourself doing in Colleen was going to Dallas or Austin you, every week. <laughs> right. You are right. You are right. You are right. I found myself um, going to um, Austin so much at times. Uh, Prince told me, say, man, you might as well move back to Austin. Yeah. You, you up, you down, you know, in Austin so much, but. But that ain't that that wasn't the direction that I that I needed to be going in. So well, I tell you what, when I came up here, so you won't feel bad. The first two or three years, I was running back to Austin like every <laughs> week, right? Because what happened is, you know, your comfort zone is in Austin. Your business right. people know you there, and you sometimes you're afraid to develop new relationships. The advantage you have, I think, is I've already been here fifteen right. years. I've made the friendships. You know, a lot of people in the circle already. So it was like a celebration when you got here. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And and that's a good thing, man. And so, you know, moving forward, you um we went out on a um a gig this weekend with another content creator named Terrence Whitfield and we shot something for the Dallas Black uh ballet theater. Tell me what your experience was. I know you really enjoy being out there. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Uh that was an experience. That was an experience for that was an experience that was, I'm telling you, out of this world. Uh, when Troy called me and, um, and, and and let me know what's going on, invited me out and I went out and it was the first time. And I even thank Troy for that, for 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 seeing something in me enough to say, listen, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go direct this gig or take it, you know, help at this gig or whatever. Be there and come along, man. If you're not doing nothing, come along. And so then I went along. And so getting there, I was. I, I, I was there to relax and chill, be the fly on the wall. But right away, I found out that it's the first time that I had been on a scene all of these years with somebody on a year with, with somebody that has um, with somebody that's doing what I do. But I'm in the behind I'm behind the scenes. And so watching them at work and Troy even got in there and was working, you know, directing and doing some stuff. And to see them at work, I learned so much. The first time in my life being on a set behind the scenes, I learned one time I learned so much. So I couldn't wait to get back home and pull my cameras out the next day and start tweaking and doing things that I was watching them do as I sat behind the scenes. And it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, you know, Latarius Whitfield is a, is a friend of mine who is a dope content creator. Right. And he makes stuff like I'm more of a documentary guy. Right. He makes stuff look super cinematic, like it should be on the big screen, right? Yeah. And traditionally, among men or competitors or business people, we don't want to be around the people who can take business from us, right? But I want to change that narrative. So I brought the people who I want to work with. I brought you out there. I brought King Ashoka. And I, the gig was mine, and I actually hired Laterras to run it. You know what I'm saying? 
and what I was trying to show the team is that, hey, there's enough for us all, right? And we also have our own production style, so we're not competition. That's right. We like the Wu-Tang Clan, you know? And so in order for us to build, we're going to have to build. We, can't, we can only be on one set at a time. But what if we got four or five gigs? And you know, sometimes when you got two gigs and you ain't got nobody else to shoot it because you ain't really developed nobody That's right. who can take it on. So for me, I want to be surrounded by people who challenge me, who I can learn from as well. I don't want to just be the only OG out there. And I want to be able to, you know, share, you know, work, share ideas, you know, collaborate on projects. And so that's why I brought you up there. And it was also to introduce you to some of the other people in the city who are doing what we do. And so hopefully that is span. And that, that is set an example as black men. We don't have to work against each other. We can work together. And that's what I see is missing. Because a lot of times people be like, man, I ain't going out there. I don't want to mess with that dude. In fact, when I first, I've been on the terrace for like 10 or 15 years. The mm-hmm. terrace is a national playwright. He does plays. Now he's only been doing video about five years. Mm-hmm. And what makes him so dope is that because he writes those plays, he has an eye, he has a vision. Is this, you know, he has this vision. So yeah. one day I just reached out to him like in December and said, hey, look, man, I want to work with you. And a lot of people say, well, Troy, I can't afford you. First thing they say, right? And so I said, hey, I want to work with you and don't let the budget be the thing that stop it. That's right. So about a month later, he called me and said, hey, I got something in L.A., I get you out there. I ain't really got no budget. I'm doing a wedding for my friend, Kenny Lattimore, the, the R&B singer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And man, I shot that with him. There was three wow. of us, me, him, and a person he hired locally. So I know what it was supposed to look like. But when he did that video, I was like, man, <laughs> this looked like a movie. Right? And, and what I was trying to show him is that, yes, even though I'm, I direct and I do big projects and I do my own projects, I can also come and work underneath someone else on their project so once i seen how he worked and what his deliverable was and what his skill set was when this job came up i was like man matter of fact my uh friend Corey got engaged and he does a podcast for Corey. i said listen rather than me trying to do all this stuff let's let you shoot this because you know this is like a movie mine looks like a documentary but yours is like a movie and so i turned them on to Corey, right and then turned them on to this, this gig. And so right now, it's about trying to team, team build that's right. instead of out here being individual islands by themselves. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? I think that's wonderful. And as you was talking, I'm looking at the fact that you're probably, I'm telling you, out of all of these years, you are, you, you, you are, <laughs> I gonna say probably you are the first person uh, that has, has your own company and you're like that. You don't mind. You, you don't mind bringing people together. When we talk about our people should work together, you're a great example of that. And, that, and that's for real. I've, I've never seen this before. Well, I've always been like that. You know what I say about that? What? To this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> you just sit here and you don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, to this day. <laughs> I've always been that guy, but that's just not normal. And that's I want to make it normal. Why? You know what I'm saying? Why? And we need that. We need we that. We do. Especially now. We really do. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's, that, that's, that, that's like life changing to me. Yeah. Because when you really look at the fact that what you're saying is that you have this company, this company, this black owned company coming together. Right. And we used to everybody trying. That's for real. The, the idea we get is 
I'm gonna get mine, you get yours. Right. And then we got the crabbing on each other and all that stuff. But at the same time, with something like this, this is unusual. This is an unusual move. And so even with me to hang out with you guys and be able to gleam off of you all and gleam in a sense that we're bringing all to the table. So what I learned, they learned from me, I learned from them. And it's not like we're learning to run off and right. go in our own corners again. So yeah. We'll never be by ourselves again. Well, guess what? what? That happens. I brought people into the circle wow. and they run and they, they get it and then yeah. they take it. But what happens yeah. is since they don't get the whole thing, Come on. It, don't, it don't all the way work, right? <laughs> and then I always say, you can't separate the gift from the gifted. That's right. Like, wow. That's powerful. We can all wear Michael Jordan shoes, <laughs> but we can't do what Michael do. You feel me? That's good. So what's, that's good. what's for me is mine. That's, that's who I am. Yeah. But if I build a team around me who can cover in areas where I'm not as strong. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Or let me focus on directing. Let Mayberry do all the technical stuff, all the setup, that's all, right. that's all right. that. You feel me? And I don't think we do enough of that. And I think, you know, we don't have enough time to get into it today. But I think a lot of it has to do with people don't know how to serve anymore. Wow. Everybody want to be the boss. That's it. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, but That's it. you, know, you got to serve and intern and learn and be what I call um, protected. What I mean by that is, you know, you got to have an OG that you can go to and say, hey, look, this is an issue I'm having. And they can, you know, see something that you can't see and can help you. But when you step out there as yourself, like Dame Jazz said, you get from up under the umbrella, you get rained on. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not going to hold nobody hostage. So if you feel like you're ready to boss up and get on and do your thing, man, by all means, please, you shouldn't be working for me the rest of your life. You should, if, if that's what you want to do, you should be able to go and work for yourself. And I'll put you in position to win. That's right. But once you go out there, you know, you ain't under the umbrella no more. Right? That's right. We still cool. But, you know, I get a lot of people who I've worked with and then when something go bad, then they call me. And I'm like, hey, man, I mean, I can't call them people. You did that deal. If I if they, had I called them, then I could have regulated and handled the business and, and tried to smooth it out. Now I'm willing to help you, but man, that you you uh you made that bed. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. And as uh, I remember, I remember you talking about that. And one one time, um, I did that. Some people that we did some work for, uh, and I think you I think you brought I think you brought them to the table, and uh, or they came for you. And so then we did the work. You brought me and we did the work. And then about maybe a month later, they called me up. Right. They called me up. And then so I wasn't using my mind. And so I started dealing with them. And then come to find out, I got the short end of the stick. So then I call you up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What I say. (laughs) Oh, God. And so um, you, 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 you actually... You actually told me, you told me what to do. You helped me out. But then it's what you're saying is not, you know, stands got to stay under the umbrella because some people, right. they came around to try to get a better deal through me without you. Right. But then what they was, but what, what they was doing is really offering me a bad deal. Right. And so then I came, I came to you because to me, I came to you because I didn't, I didn't know that they was trying to come around. Right. I thought they was trying to, you know, just, just come. They needed a second job. They needed a second job. So they can so they coming to me for the right. second job. And so I thought it was cool. But then when I, after we got through, we was talking, then I find out, no, wait, something ain't right. Something's not right about this. Right. And when it went sideways, 
You know what I'm saying? Then you came to me, and yeah, I was I like, listen, that, you know. And then they called me, too. I was like, nah, well, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, 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 you know. And the thing uh, is, is, and I've talked about this before, people want to cut out the middleman. Yeah, yeah. Cut out the middleman you think you're going to say, but the middleman <laughs> the most important <laughs> thing in the whole group, yes, right? Yes, and yes. I will talk about that on a whole other podcast, <laughs> the power of the middleman. Don't get rid of the middleman. You know what I'm saying? Well, cool, man. We've uh, been on here for a second, man. This is a uh, great. I'm glad that you're here. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the time yes. that I'm getting to spend with you. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of wrap this thing up. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Oh, no. No, I thank you. I thank you for your humble attitude. And I mean, even, even talking about this, when you have a time to kind of sit and talk and then look over things. I mean, all of these years that I've been working for you, when you bring me in to do things with you and even let me hang out, you have such a humble spirit, man. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you all the time, every time I eat with this man, we ain't never ate at the same spot. <laughs> I learned something new every time I'm with this guy. Man, thank you so much. Hey, we got to expand the palate, man. We can't yes. just keep going to Chick-fil-A and Chipotle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, man. This is uh, uh, OG Troy Niles, Uncle Troy from OG Status. And I'm here with Jonathan Mayberry. And we are out of here. What up, Troy? It's your boy, Four Eyes. Ultra Beast United. Mud Knock Studios. This for grown men with the grown man habits. Well, how that sound? It's called OG status. What? OG status. When health is wealth, you want that OG status.